0: Today's Leading Women episode 526 with the wonderful Lori Towers. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Lori Towers. Lori Towers is a fitness expert former bodybuilder and Gotham's main massage maven who founded Physical Advantage to address the issues that she had experienced throughout her workout and athletic career. Physical Advantage have been a true force in the world of sports massage, being featured in countless magazines from Vogue to Glamour, changing the way the public views massage as not just an indulgence of luxury, but a vital component of fitness. And recovery. To learn more, visit www.fiscalneed.com. That's K N E A D. That's fiscal hyphen K N E A D.com. You could also visit her other our website another uh, company called bridal body shop that's www.bridalbudyshop.com again those links are www.fiscal-nead.com and www.bridalbudyshop.com women of the world miss laurie towers welcome to the
1: show Thank you so much, Marie. Happy to be
0: here. I am delighted to have you in the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Laurie, I really love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat, equity, mm-hmm. the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind a niche?
1: Well, you know, physical advantage. Um, first of all, you know, it's it's a sports massage therapy business. And the one thing that I've found about massage in general over the years is the public has two recognizable faces of it. It's either an indulgence of luxury, which it can be, or it gets into that seedy massage parlor um, feature, you know. And, and these are the two things that people view massage as. Now, when we go way back centuries, massage was, massage therapy was a vital form of physical therapy. That's all we had was the human touch. That's how we healed ourselves. That was, it was instinctive. When, when Even if you look at a child, a child who gets hurt immediately will massage the area that, that they got hurt. So the human touch has such potent healing qualities that we, we we forget that. And we forget that it's it's very vital in physical therapy. So I, I think the best way of saying it is at physical advantage, we are changing the face of massage one body at a time. And I think that, that you know, when the game is over and everything is said and done, I think that's what I want to be remembered for.
0: Mm, I love what I'm hearing about your business and yes you are absolutely right because more often we link a massage with luxury indulgence or indulgence in itself but really it is not right. just indulgence but it is a therapy it's a form of a therapy for our body for a physical body mm-hmm. if you have some pain or muscular uh, pain or aches in your body right. massage is one way of uh, of uh, relieving that and yes it's it's really a therapy in and out of itself so Great that you have this one out there. But what continues to inspire you doing this business?
1: You know, what's, what's really funny, Marie, this is how it, it usually happens in business. My my degree is in exercise science, so my business way back when, like in the 80s, was personal training. And massage was just something I was going to add on to the service. So in other words, people that I trained, I would I would work on afterwards. So I went back to school and got my license in massage therapy and That took off within six months of me sitting for the boards and getting my license. That took over. And it's so funny because sometimes I think about, well, you know, I didn't expect to end up here. I'm happy I did. But it's so funny the way I expect the physical advantage to just be always personal training and it just changed entirely. And it just goes to show you, you know, you have to be open. When you're an entrepreneur, you have to be open to where the wind is going to blow you because you never know. And you just have to be open with, what feels right, and 20 years later, 22 years later, here I am.
0: Hmm, absolutely. You you shared with us a great insight there about really being open to what is changing, what is, what's the direction that business is going, yeah. what's the trend, and what's it that people want, want to have, what problems do you you can solve for them. Yeah, right. I totally agree. All right, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners, what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from?
1: Well, I know one of them is that I'm very stubborn and it's usually a a negative trait, uh, you know, but in this case, it works. You have to be headstrong. You have to be stubborn. You have to have tenacity. You can't let people swear your vote. In other words, when you're in business, you're gonna get a lot of naysayers. You're gonna get a lot of people saying, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Oh, the market isn't good for this. You know something, sometimes you have to just go by your gut instinct, go by your inner impulse and just do it. And you have to be stubborn enough to, you know, go the course because sometimes it's not gonna be easy. Sometimes, you know, the market is going to be bad and that's going to reflect the, you know, reflect the economic climate. But you can't really scare too easily because there can be a lot of moments in business that you can panic and you just have to stay on course. Just, you know, get through the moment and just stick to your guns. That I think is all. I mean, and, and I always say this, this is not a nine to five job you just have to have the, the stomach to not have vacation days, not get sick days. I mean nine to five is great for a lot of people and not everybody should go into business for themselves. It's not for everybody. But if it is for you, sometimes all you have at the end of the day is the fact that you have autonomy. You write your own schedule. You you know you, you march to your own drummer. And that's not for everybody and that's okay. And that's where I think the people, you know, Nine to five isn't bad if if that's what you want. But if you have the guts and you have, you know, the the strength to move forward and just do things on your own and write your own script, then this is the world you belong in.
0: Mm, Great personal qualities or uh, traits here that um, Laura just shared with us. And I agree with them mean, stubbornness. I, that's one word that my mom describes me to, and I take it as a positive. Yeah, it is my positive. It is a strength for me because I am so determined. Once I set something for myself that I want to achieve, I am not going to stop until I achieve it. And that started when I was young. When I want something, I know I won't stop until I get it. I will mm-hmm. work hard to get it. And that's a positive trait. I see it that way tenacity is great too i mean it's important too especially being an entrepreneur there are going to be ups and downs there are going to be it's not going to go yeah. uh, the, uh, always the, the right way but you have to be tenacious you have to be determined and not mm-hmm. give up and having that strength exactly. that cuts to the drive as an entrepreneur really important so let's cultivate and adapt these traits that uh, Lori just shared with us all right. And that, and you know, that
1: mm-hmm. I, I always say that. I didn't mean to cut you off. I always say business isn't always going to be good. It really isn't always going to be good. So, you, you know, you just have to make sure that you know that going in that it's going to be tough, but that doesn't mean to, to, you know, stop it or just say, well, you know, this wasn't for me. There are going to be periods that are leaner, but you have to also be open to reinventing yourself. If there's something in your business that you can tweak if the climate is changing in, in, in some sort of way you could you could bring a feature to that reinvent things as often as you can to make your your, your, your business sparkle in the public's eye
0: absolutely and especially with the changing times changing technology we really have to to keep yeah. innovating, keep reinventing ourselves to keep up with the trend keep up with the, the new problems that our yeah. clients are, are having or something so absolutely yeah. All right, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being and To get to those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you so what have been your biggest challenges building your business and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today
1: Hmm. well you know i think i think the the first the first lap of my business was personal training and back then this was like uh I guess 1980, early 1980s, where, when it wasn't as cool or chic to to be in the fitness field and and, and personal training and fitness in, in general has always been a male dominated field. So being, you know, there are more women that are personal trainers now, and I know a lot of them. The field has expanded amaz- an amazing amount, but back then there weren't too many of us. So you would just have to be able to hold your own in a male-dominated field, especially fitness. But, I mean, let's be serious. Most fields that you you enter into are male-dominated. So I think you have to get a thicker skin. I think you have to know, you know, how not to be stared down, how not to be, you know, to feel intimidated, um, to hold your ground, shake the hand hard, and go about your business because there will be so many things that happen in your day that can, you know, set your footing off a little bit. But for the most part, um, you just, I think daily, going through everything on a daily basis, the best things that could happen to you are the worst things that happen because that, that defines your character. Every bad thing that could happen in your day is a way that you could make it better and make, make yourself stronger. So I always say everything that went wrong was the best thing that could happen to me because I grew from that. So it, it's every, if you ask me what, a few things were, I could tell you anything that could have happened bad in my day, um, you know, rents going up, everything that could have gone wrong with me or to my business was a gift in a strange package. So I, I, that's the best, the best advice I could give. Just embrace it, go with it and try to find the positive and a negative. That's really it.
0: Mm, great lessons in those challenges that you shared with us and I could imagine during those days when uh, because nowadays I mean personal training, personal fitness, coaching, personal fitness, uh, nutrition coaching, these are mainstream right now but imagine 10, 20, 15 years ago yeah. when this oh, word, yeah. when this niche was exactly and it's male dominated as well too but look at what yeah. happened to Lori, she persisted, she embraced it and and look at where she is right now. So the lesson here is that whatever challenges that we face building our business, learn from them, embrace them, and then not let them be a hindrance for you moving forward. So great lesson there. Exactly right. All right, let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, The challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships and your business?
1: Well, you know, the the double-edged sword to that is when you're an entrepreneur, it's usually because you love what you do so you could do it to an excess which is it's a blessing and a curse and there's a phrase by uh, Ben Franklin that I love is when you love what you do you never work a day in your life and that has always been the way I feel so I could easily work seven days a week and you know not really give it a second thought because it doesn't feel like work I'm not punching in a, a clock I'm not you know answering to a boss so it's it's a very unique situation that we're all in. It's a wonderful place to be, but it can lend itself to to excess. So what I try to do is I prioritize my family. I try to like you know be as in touch with you know, the nice little things in life that you know make life worth living. It's not just about work. Um, so you, you, you'll know when you're reaching a level of burnout. you'll You'll know your body will let you know in, in some subtle hints okay, you're working too much, Um, you're starting to get headaches. So what I usually do is I'll try to pull myself back a little bit when I see, okay, you know what, I'm doing too much. And I try to do other things. I try to think about something other than my business. Um, I'm a musician as well, so music is a passion of mine. There's other things that you have to explore and enjoy in life. And you know, the more enriched you are, the more you bring back to your business. And that's a good thing to keep in mind. Like when, when you know, I always say to women that go out and work and, and or they, they, they you know, further their education in school and they start feeling guilty that they're not there for, for their kids as much, I always say the more qualities you have as a human being and as a person, the more you bring back to your kids. So the same thing is, is with, with business. You know, the more you experience in life, the more people you touch – the more you know, you know things that you have you know infusing into your life. The better your business is going to be because you're more you know you're a multi layered person. So, I just think that on a daily basis, yeah, business can be twenty four seven and usually is for all of us. But try to take time for the little things. Go to a movie. Go to a play. Enjoy the the, the, the arts that and culture. The thing that the things that we have in the world that you know you know. We're
0: going to miss one day. So let's enjoy it now. Absolutely. And yes, you are absolutely right with that one. I mean, so so true for, uh, I'm sure for most of us, for a lot of us as an entrepreneur. I mean, it's so hard to turn it off. It's because we are so passionate and driven with what we do that it's no longer work for us. Yeah, but like right. what uh, Laura just shared, it's really important to find other activities also that enriches you, prioritize your family, the relationships that you have, because at the end of the day, what really matters is the relationships that we have, that we keep, that we get to nurture. So don't forget those other areas in your lives that are important as well, not just your business, but other important areas of your life as well. And I love what you said about really doing other activities that enriches you. For example, with you, you play music, maybe for some mom, you, you, you can go for dancing lessons I love going to salsa the the classes or yeah it really gets me outside of my work mode and really you know it uh, stretches me somehow because I get to do something that I only enjoy but it stretches me beyond my comfort zone because I am so timid I'm so I'm an introvert person and being outside and putting myself out there is not my my thing but being in this in this group or you can not just involve your body but you enjoy because I believe that dance and music are universal this is what connects oh, yeah. us people so find something that really that you enjoy that really can push you outside of your comfort zone as well because you'll find it so enjoyable so fine you find it so fulfilling afterwards so great tips there all right, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have ten dollars in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel Mm -hmm. great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful financially? Yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, when you're this immersed in your business, you never realize what's going on around you as far as your success, and you never really monitor it, but you know after a while, you'll look back and say, "Wow, you know I did this, I did that," and it's usually way after the fact that you'll reflect and say, "Wow, you know I was in this magazine, I was in that magazine, and you know it's it's funny because in my office, one of my, i was the not word, physical advantage has been in at least forty two different magazines over a twenty year period. And sometimes I'll be at my desk and I'll just look at my wall and I have all the magazine articles. And that'll then that's when it occurs to me because when you just stop for a minute and look and say, well, you know, that was pretty cool. I am pretty happy about that. But, you know, business being successful isn't not always, you know, what you could bank on. I mean, that pays for the rents and everything. And it's nice to make good deposits. But having somebody come in and say, well, you know something i the following your business and I really admire you, or people ask you for business advice, and how you feel about yourself when you walk into a room, that really measures your success. Because, you know, bankrupt, ba- bankruptcy happens to a lot of people that are very successful, and sometimes it doesn't. So you can't measure it by what you're cashing or, you know, how much you deposit in the bank during the week. It's really about how people look at you. It's really people's impression when they meet you. And I, I, to this day, I love it when people come in and they'll have a magazine article and they'll ask me to autograph it or something. Or my daughter is going into massage therapy. Can you call her up and give her some tips? That is a measure of success. And that's what I like. Again, I love paying rent. But I, that's really what makes you do it. And that really is what makes you feel the best at the end of the day.
0: Mm, totally true. I mean, nothing so fulfilling or so gratifying than seeing other people being impacted with what you do, seeing their, their smiles, seeing the or hearing yeah. the results that they get because of what you do, being able to impact yeah. their lives, being able to make a difference in their lives. That I believe is the true essence of success that uh, has really impacts us in a way in a way because it, it's a two-way thing you help them they make you help them get results they help you because they you made them feel you, you were able to contribute in some way shape or form to their lives to impact their lives right. so i truly agree with you with that amen All right, now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past.
1: Okay, number one, even though my business is at least 25 years old now, always stay hungry. Never lose the drive to do better because once you do, you never expand. And what my business is doing now is we're entering franchise mode. So it's like any time you open another location, you go back to square one. You go back to the first phase when, okay, well, this, this money is going for this and this money is going to go. And you have to never lose the drive to grow because growth, growth is the same 20 years after as it was then. So always stay, stay sharp, stay focused, stay hungry. That's really what you need. Tenacity, of course, and always be able to think outside the box because. The entrepreneurship is flexible. It isn't just about coloring in the lines. You have to be able to take risks. You have to be afraid to do something different. You can't really follow the pack. You just can't. That's that's what defines, and I'm not saying we're better or or worse, that's what defines us from the regular you know, work the workforce that, of course, this country needs. I mean, we need people that work nine to five and get a pension and all of that. That's what the country was built on. But being an our track is very different, and we have to make, always maintain those qualities of being different, of being stubborn, of, of being, you know, thick-skinned to be able to take rejection, because rejection is a large part of success. So if you're willing to take those wonderful reviews, you have to get ready to get some bad ones too. And it's all the same. So once you're okay with everything like that, that I just mentioned, you're going to be fine. You can be absolutely fine and expect bad days, expect good days. And look, if I accept my success, I have to accept my failures because it's part of the same package. So I think that's really never lose your hunger, never lose focus on where you want to be. And just take a breath and keep going when when things don't turn out the way you expect them
0: to. Mm, golden nuggets in those uh, tips that you just shared with us. So let mm, me just summarize you. them again for our listeners. So the first one is to always stay hungry. I really cannot handle this enough. I mean, never lose that drive to grow, to be better, to get better at your service, at your products. The one that you're putting out there, get better at it. And then, of course, never lose that focus. I mean, I I was mentored by uh, Jean-Louis Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and he has this acronym for oh. focus, which is focus on one course until success. I live by it, oh. I breathe it, and okay. I, it really helped me to. Really be focused on what it is that you, had, you have to accomplish. It. I cannot stress it enough. And of course, keep the, keep it going. Keep that tenacity, have that tenacity, the stubbornness, the in a positive way, you are determined to go forward, to push forward no matter what and be of course, being willing to take the risk, thinking outside the box, those great qualities that uh, Laura just shared with us earlier, let's cultivate and adapt them and let's take action on these tips that she just shared with us to move our business a whole lot further than we, we would have um, without all of this advice. So let, thanks for sharing those. I'll make sure to have those on our show notes. Last but not on the least, um, Lori, this question is one I've started asking our guests and one that our listeners have repeatedly asking, and that is, if there's one woman out there that you admire the most, who would that be and why?
1: Hmm. Well, it's funny because I, my nickname is Coco. And a lot of people don't know that, but Coco Chanel was always the woman that, that I held in revere. Um, for what for her accomplishments, I mean, Coco Chanel, I mean, everybody knows of her fragrance, but she started out with hats. You know, she started out making hats, and then she, she morphed into this billion-dollar empire that she did all on her own, you know, without bank capital, without... She just created this empire um, all on her own. And back in the times when it really wasn't... There weren't that many women, you know... Driving their own businesses. Most women were either maybe a nurse or maybe a teacher. That's about it. But in Europe, she took Europe by storm. And, you know, who doesn't know who Coco Chanel is? So I always joke with my friends and said, I'm definitely going to be the Coco Chanel massage and got the nickname.
0: Mm, yeah, absolutely. I read her biography. That was a great yeah. inspiration She's story. It, it, she is really yeah. amazing in what she has uh, uh, built for herself, or for, for the oh, world, yeah. for that, the impact that she had. Absolutely. It's such an inspiration. Yeah. yeah, thank you for sharing uh, Kaku Chanel with us, not, not, who not only inspired you, but all of us here at Today's Women. We salute her for being an inspiration to yeah. a lot of us.
1: Big time, big time.
0: Now, uh, lastly, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get f- from your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there.
1: Well, physical advantage will be, I always say, coming to a gym near you, so Basically, the benefits of sports massage is, is is and you know not just for sports. I mean, we deal with sports and dance related injuries. So people with actual conditions come in with doctor referrals and, and so on and so forth. But basically, now what I always ask the public is when something goes and it doesn't even mean our company. When you have something that is a problem. If you're going for a massage, don't go to a spa. Go to a a doctor who will refer you to a massage therapist that does either sports or or medical massage. And that will also help my business because that'll change how you see massage. Again, we have nothing against spas, but a spa is not where you go to get something corrected. Or to feel better. It's nice to relax there, but that's not what you're not going to get any type of correction on what, what, whatever brings you there. So that's what Physical Advantage is going to do. And I think it's going to bring a heightened awareness of what massage is in the therapeutic sense.
0: Mm, yes. And uh, which website can they go, go and learn more about it?
1: That, that's physicalneed.com.
0: Physical
1: K N E A
0: all right so that's wwwphysical yes. com. yes yeah, i'll make sure one. to have this on our show notes so for our listeners out there i highly encourage you to go to now wwwphysical need.com that's k-n-e-a-d.com that at least yep. be on their newsletter so you can be updated on what she's putting out there i know this is an area that i'm sure a lot of us or all of us can benefit from the massage not just an indulgence and luxury but as a form of therapy as a form of relieving or healing something in our body and not just for that but as a, it helps really helps circulation i made this a part of my routine or at least twice a month i have to go through a, a, a sports massage therapist who an, an expert on this because that really helps with my body as well and not just it's not we don't just look at it as a, an indulgence like once in a once in a bloom but something that be a part of our of our routines that helps our body as our physical body as well so go there now at www.physical-knead.com yep. Lori thank you so much thank you so much to you for being so generous in sharing your time your inspiring story your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life.
1: I thank you, my dear. That was a pleasure being here.
0: All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash myiTunes. Step number two, click the rate and review button. Step number three, say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman example. Cheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Fair enough awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes